Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. I am so excited. Let me tell you, Alicia Little, my longtime Jamaican friend from Bacayad. You know, it's been a minute since we've seen each other in person, Alicia. And Alicia is an expert around teaching people to be their own boss. How do you freelance and still make a full-time income and do what you love? So Alicia, welcome to the Coach <laughs> Thank you, Coach Gaz. I'm so excited to be here. You know, we haven't seen each other in a while, but trust me when I say I watch all of your stories and all of your posts, I feel like I'm in your everyday life. So, oh, <laughs> yay. It's, you know, you never know if that stuff really speaks to people. So I appreciate you and, and saying that. So Alicia, one of, um, you know, we're going to take it back. You know, we're sure. here to be nosy. I, I am a hundred percent here to be nosy all in That's your all right. business. <laughs> so I want to know a little bit of where love has taken you in your life. You know, like what, what have you been through when it comes to love? Wow. What a question. Like how far back do you want to go? <laughs> You're like back into time. You know? <laughs> You're like way back. Well, I will say that my first love, which was my college love. Mm. Um, and it was an amazing relationship that we had. He was on the football team and I was not, but you know, I was, <laughs> um, I did coach some of the football players and, but I got to know him. And through the four years that we were together, it was a really great relationship. So I'll say that's where my love started. And then, mm-hmm. um, I moved to Washington DC for a job. I actually went to go work at the white house, which was my dream. Um, so after college, I went to go work at the white house and that's where I met my now ex-husband when I was working in Washington DC And we actually started a business together. So that was a great experience starting a business together. But after 10 years, uh, I left him. And where that took me was that, uh, you know, one of the things that I didn't know at that time, hindsight's 2020, is I didn't understand what a joint bank account really meant. (laughs) But when I left him, he said, if you don't come back, I'm going to make your life miserable. And so he canceled the bank accounts, the credit cards. Um, He got the house. He kept all five dogs. And I ended up living at my sister's house, sleeping on her sofa. And that was the best year we had in business. We had made $6 million in our business. Um, So I went from being a millionaire to completely broke, literally overnight, walked out the door. He said, you don't come back. Then you know, I'm going to make your life miserable. I never thought that that would happen to me. I'm like, oh, we've been in business for 10 years, regardless of the personal stuff. I'm sure we'll work it out on a business level because that's what I would do. (laughs) But what I would do is not always what someone else will do. So he locked me out of the business and everything. My mom and my sister worked in the business as well. He locked them out. And then anyone that I had personally hired in the business, he fired them and hired his own people. So it was a very difficult time, Um, very difficult time. But, you know, I had some good friends that helped and I rebuilt my business from scratch. And I say, you know, going through that experience, 
also let me know what it was like to be at the lowest point Mm -hmm. and to be on a sofa saying, why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. Um, Like I did everything right. I didn't do anything to deserve this, but we don't always get what we feel like we deserve. But that experience um, has helped me to really teach, especially women, how Mm -hmm. to be financially independent, financially strong, be your own boss. And no matter where you are financially right now, you can, with the skills you currently have or learn some new skills, build a business that fulfills you and that, you know, you are the boss. You're looking in the mirror every day at the boss. You're like, hey, boss. (laughs) So I guess if we fast forward to today. So after my divorce, which was 11 years ago, Uh, well, I left him 11 years ago, but it took six years to get divorced. Oh my goodness. Uh, he sued me 13 times (laughs) and. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How did you keep your sanity is the question, right? Right. This is someone you loved at one point. So things went awry and then all of this deception, betrayal, hurt, you're on your sister's couch. I'm pretty sure you were like crying in her bosom half the time. So what? What, like, how did you keep your sanity through all of this? Yeah, I had some really good friends for one. Um, mm-hmm. Les Brown, who we both, I think that's the last time we saw each other yeah. was we were at the Les Brown event. So he had called me and he's like, Alicia, he said that famous quote, you might've fallen on your back, but you can look up. So get up. He was like getting mm-hmm. me out of that spirit of feeling sorry for myself. Yeah. And then my dad called me. And my dad said, you know what? You've got a great resume. You can get a good government job. And I'm like, I'm a millionaire. I might not have it on my bank account now, but I'm a millionaire. I'm not going to get a job. So I'm like, what, what he said is wrong and he's pushing me. So you, you know, you kind of have these different messages coming in and it's based on your mindset and what you tell yourself. And I just had to pick a direction to go in. But in saying all that, it was hard. It's one of the most difficult things I've ever gone through in my life. And it's really because at that time I said, I kept saying to myself, this isn't fair. Mm. Right. And so that totally, anytime I said that it put me in the wrong mindset. Right. So, um, I had, I constantly had to reprogram my mind and Les used to tell me, watch a funny movie, just watch something that will make you laugh, watch some comedy to pull yourself out of it. And then I just had to keep going. And in starting a new business that gives you inspiration and motivation. And my clients were doing so well that I woke up every morning focused on where I was going and not what was happening to me. Oh, beautiful. So you were focused on the good and leading yeah. the good. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. So, all right, keep going with the story. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, so, um, he, he sued me for very s- small stuff. I got sued for embezzlement, corporate embezzlement, because every month I would pay his mom $500 from the company funds. Cause she would mentor me every month, but he didn't approve of it. So I had to go through an embezzlement charge, <laughs> but he lost all 13 lawsuits. And finally I got to a judge who was just like, do you want to be divorced? And I said, yes, please, please, please. And he just stamped it. He's like, this is ridiculous. And, and I was divorced $300,000 later, the, the divorce costs a little over $300,000. Um, and it was a really difficult time, but 
it taught me this one thing about who I am. And as I was going through it and I was locked out of the bank accounts, no money, I said to myself, I have to have something that someone would be willing to pay me for. Like I have knowledge. I've been on this earth <laughs> for a while. I have to have something. So I started saying, okay, what talents do I have that I could offer as a service to people? And I started talking to people and offering services. I I went to a, a little resort to stay at the resort. And I noticed that I was the only person <laughs> at the resort. And they're like, yeah, we're having a difficult time getting customers. I'm like, what if I could help you get some customers? Just Google how to get customers to a resort. I got an idea about putting them on Groupon and living social and I did it. And the business skyrocketed and I started offering that to other businesses. So it's just like, you know, think about something that you can offer to someone that will pay you. And no matter what someone takes away from you, they can never take away this, right? They can never take away the knowledge that you have and the ability that you have to learn new things so that you can package them into a service that you can sell to the world. Wow. Alicia, I have a feeling that this episode is going to be replayed 72 times <laughs> by each person that listens to that was gold right there because you just never know what life is going to hand you. You don't know. The thing is, is how you react to what life hands you that matters. And the fact that right. you got back up and said, you know what, even though I'm not the quote, you know, we always think you have to be the expert in the thing, right? right? Like, no. Google it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just Google it. That's it. And you started a whole new business in yeah. marketing resorts. What? That is amazing. Right. Wow. It was just I was leveraging Groupon and Living Social. They did the marketing. I just connected the two and I wrote the description and I Googled how to write a good description for a Groupon, <laughs> how to work with your Groupon rep. And then you know what I did? I took that knowledge and those case studies and I packaged them into a course. It was called Deal Site Profits. So my sister and I, teamed up. She started doing it with me as well. And then we brought in one of our students from when I had a business with my ex-husband. Um, his name is Greg. We brought him in. So it was the three of us doing this business. 18 months to two years that we were running this as a course, we made $1.8 million. So we- $1.8 million? Yes. You see, what we did- was we piggybacked on the fact that Groupon and Living Social were hot. This is what, eight years ago, right? Or nine years ago, it was hot. And so we created this course and we said, you know, we can teach you how to do what we're doing. And our testimonials were like, Alicia did so much for our resort that we built another wing. And then we had pictures of the new wing they built on. We had wow. two resorts that built additional wings. Another resort said we made $200,000 in our pocket from this deal that Alicia set up for us. And then we started, my sister focused on doing it for smaller businesses, but we had these amazing case studies. So when you get to a point where you're able to, do something and it's successful, it doesn't, even the level of success doesn't matter. I'll give you some examples, but do something and be successful with it and then package it into a course that you sell to other people who want to know how to do what you do. You know, I was speaking at an event once and Robert Allen was on stage. He's a real estate investor and he talks about multiple streams of income. He has a book called Multiple Streams of Income. And when he was on stage, he said, 
this is how much money I've made from actually doing the real estate, like buying houses at zero down. This is how much money I've made. And it's a lot. It's millions of dollars. But this is how much money I've made. You know, he couldn't hold on to it. Teaching people how to do this. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's like in teaching people how to do what you're successful at is where you really see the the money grow, because guess what? To, you know, to do that by no money, no money down and to do that, all that stuff that he did with the house, it took time, it took effort, it took, you know, funding. But to sell a course, he got on stage and <laughs> said, hey, if you want to learn how to do this, buy my course. And he'd sell 100 courses on stage at $5,000 or whatever it was. And so that's the, 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 the thinking that's the way that I've always thought is like, okay, I learned how to do this and I made a lot of money doing it, or I made some money doing it, or I was successful at doing it. Now I'm going to package it and sell it to help other people be able to do this. And if they go through the course, they will be able to do what I did and they will see success. And now we're all, you know, I'm winning, you're winning, <laughs> you're whoever you're doing this, this thing for is winning. And so that's my real focus. Anytime I learn something new, I package it into a course. It, it could be just something so small um, that you would think you can make a whole course around that. But yeah, so as an example, I just learned how to create a journal, like the journal cover, the inside of the journal and upload it into Amazon. And I can do all of it in under an hour, right? So I did it myself. I've uploaded two journals to Amazon for a project that I needed my own journal for. So now I know how to do it. Well, I can create a course teaching people how to do it because I did it. Think about all the things you know how to do that you can create courses around. Wow. Oh my goodness, girl, friend, this is, this is good. Good. Okay. Dropping all the gems. So pretty much whatever you learn, create a course and offer the course. Why not? Why not? And, and when you say course, does it have to be a 17 video situation with 15 PDFs? And one of my most popular courses is less than two hours long. Wow. It's just a masterclass where I went on talked to the camera and did some things on the computer. And it is by far one of my best-selling courses and that my students always get really great results from. And it really, it's, it's called the design masterclass. It's really showing you how to master a free tool, Canva. Wow. Like, you know, there's a really popular lady out there who I don't remember what her name is, but she's like the Excel queen. And mm. she just has courses about Microsoft Excel and she's made a million dollars from it. Like what I find is that people really overthink it. Stop overthinking it and just understand that there's so many people out there who want to be able to do or know what you know. It, I'm in the make money niche, but you don't have to be in that niche. You could be in any niche you want to be in. Right. One of my good friends is in the potty training niche, right? Potty training kids and made over a million dollars. Another one. Yeah. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Another one's in dog training, like whatever you want. They're kind of the same thing. No offense. <laughs> I have a kid that finally got out of potty training. I was like, I do not see the difference between puppies and toddlers. Like they, that's we're a lot alike. <laughs> That's funny. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. So Alicia, you literally were able to build back a millionaire business, which is a really big deal, you know? Um, 
But then going through all of this, you connected with love again. I did. I did. How did so, that happen? <laughs> you know, there became a point where I said that I was open for it again. Mm. So, you know, I, I skipped one after my divorce. I was dating someone in Jamaica, wasn't a good fit, but was mm. kind of that after divorce dating. I'm sure you've heard people have done that before. Right. <laughs> Coach Gaz. Where did you meet this non good fit <laughs> in Jamaica when I went there to do an event? So I live in Georgia now, but I, you know, I was in Jamaica for a while. And so I met him when I was in Jamaica, he was a musician. It was just a great post-divorce relationship, but, um, but it wasn't the right one. So after we broke up, I, for maybe two years, I just found myself And I did a little bit of traveling. I stayed in some Airbnbs in different places. And I just, I worked on my business, but more importantly, I worked on myself. Um, And I did things that I love to do by myself. I did spend time with my sister and her kids and my parents and all that kind of stuff. And I was still working because wherever my laptop is, you know, (laughs) and an internet connection, I'm in business. But I took the time to just find myself. I didn't want to jump into another relationship. I had to say, wait a minute, (laughs) wait a minute. And then I did, I opened myself up and I met an amazing man who is my perfect match. So I, I actually moved to Georgia and I decided I just had that calling, right? Call it what you want, but I had a calling. I was living in Orlando and something just said, move to Georgia. (laughs) So I was going to renew my Airbnb. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to move to Georgia. I had nine days left in my Airbnb lease and I called a place in Georgia. I'm like, can I sign a lease within nine days? They're like, sure. Send the money, send the money, move to Georgia. And then the, the man that I'm currently with now, Greg, we've been together for over a year. Wait, wait, wait. Um, where sorry. did you meet Greg? You know, the ladies want to know where did you meet him? <laughs> did you meet him at Starbucks? Did you meet him online? Did you meet him no. through your mama? Like, where did you meet Greg? All right. All right. So you are the first person that I'm actually telling this story to, <laughs> but I did meet him online and I met him on a dating app. So first of all, let me tell you the dating apps that I did try. I tried eHarmony and it was boring. So (laughs) there was no match on. I tried hard on eHarmony because it sounded good, Yeah, but there was no match. And I'm like, ah, so then, you know, I have two friends from high school and one friend who just had a baby with her husband who all met their husbands on this other site that I was reluctant to try because of its reputation, because it's called Tinder. So, (laughs) so I was like, all right, well, the only people I've known that have had recent success have been on this site called Tinder. So I put up my profile. I didn't have my real name. I had limited pictures and, you know, just said, I'm an entrepreneur, just kind of had a, a profile on there. But of course I put up my best pictures and, and that sort of thing. And then, um, when he, I had over a thousand likes or connections or swipe rights, like so many messages coming from guys, but nobody that I felt really was <laughs> worth connecting with or 
wanted to connect in the way that I wanted to connect. Cause you see, I was on Tinder for a relationship. One of the things that I put in my bio is like, I don't need you to buy me dinner. Like it's, this is not about you buying me dinner. This is not about a hookup, just letting you know why I'm on here. And so this guy connected with me, his name's now Greg, but this guy connected with me, but he had his name as driven. That was his name on Tinder. And that caught my attention because I feel like I'm a person who's driven. And I read it and he said, I'm a real estate investor, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm not here for anything quick, looking for long term, blah, 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 blah. And so I read his and I was like, ooh, an entrepreneur, because I don't. I don't think I could ever be matched with someone who's not an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. my lifestyle and what I do a nine to fiver doesn't understand it for me. Right. And so, um, so he sent me a message and I, you know, connected back with him and we talked and we have been together (laughs) since then, which was, I think it's October 4th of 20. What are we at? 2020 was when we connected. And then before we ever even met in person, we knew we were a match. He always jokes because he said he deleted his the Tinder app before I did. It was like a day before, but I'll let him keep that joke. And um, right away, we just became just inseparable. Mm. And then we our goals, we started talking so openly about our past and about where we're going in our present. And I think that's what really brought us together. We decided that we were going to talk on the phone for three weeks before we even met each other. So we built a really strong friendship before we even saw each other in person. Um, I wanted him to FaceTime. I'm like, FaceTime me because I'm such a zoom person and this yeah. kind of stuff, but he wouldn't even FaceTime me. He's like, well, we're going to save that for when we meet in person. Wow. So we just took the time to, um, connect and really get to know each other. And I knew he was my perfect match because, uh, because we matched on values. Uh, he is a deacon in his church yet at the same time, you know, he played professional football and he's an athlete and he's tall and like, he just met a, a lot of the things that I was looking for in a man. But the biggest thing was that he was so nice. And his mother was actually in the hospital. She ended up dying shortly after we met, but he was the one who was, you know, cared for her, moved to stay with her. And he was just so loving to his mother in the end that, you know, it says a lot about how a man treats other women in his life. And, um, yeah, I, I just was so grateful that I met my perfect match. It did, it did take a while, but it took me being open to it. And then also for us to be very open in our conversations, he knows about my past, you know, I know about he's divorced twice and I know about his past. Um, he told me what didn't work in his past relationships. I told him what didn't work in mine. We asked each other the question, like, what's something that you cannot live with, right? So we know, we knew each other's before meeting, what we can't live with, what we can't, what's not, what's not going to work. And then we're like, I'm like, oh, well, I don't care about that. And he's like, well, I don't care about that. So we, we really knew that we were a good match and kind of open with each other. 
Well, you know what, what gets me excited about this is this reminds me of the show Love is Blind, right? Okay. So Love is Blind was very popular when the whole panoramic started, right? And, <laughs> and it was people coming together and not looking at each other, but having conversation and getting right. to know each other. Right. So for me, I often tell clients, hey, you know, connect emotionally first yeah. before you connect physically, because no, the physical comes easy. You know what I mean? It, it really <laughs> It does. It does right. and, and so when you connect emotionally, it's even better. So the fact that you took three weeks to get to know each other and just be open and honest and not be staring each other in the face, you know, because then there's all that extra stuff that comes in with that. I'm pretty sure that when you first met, it was really special. Yeah. It was really special for me. I wanted to sit down with him and have more conversations. Mm-hmm. And he was like, we're not sitting down in front of the TV and having more conversations. We've already had three weeks of conversation <laughs> for 10 hours a day. But um, it, it really was an amazing meeting. And but we and, and every day we make the time to talk to each other. So something we do that I feel that's unique in our relationship is so fast forward, we've bought a house together. I'm in the studio right now downstairs in that house. So we bought a house together in uh, September. We moved in. So a few months ago, we moved in this house and we've just done so much together. But every morning at 7 a.m., we have what we call our team meeting. And we just come together as a team for 30 minutes, talk about what's going on in our life, in our business. I have a Uh, Google doc and I update it every day. So, you know, I'm like, did you do this? Did you do that? He tells me what he needs. I tell him what I need, but we write everything down and it's helped us tremendously in improving our life in our businesses and what we need for each other. And it's just been, it's something that he suggested and it's just been something that has helped us so much. So Um, He has a a three-year-old daughter who lives with us. So we do this before she wakes up. So seven to seven 30 is our time to talk. And he lets me know if I'm three minutes late, which for some reason, I'm always three minutes late, (laughs) but it's, it's really, really helped us. And we do it without fail. If we're on vacation, wherever we are, we still have our, our team meeting where we come together. Beautiful. So, you know, my daughter, Ava, who's five, she wakes yeah. up every morning, no fail at seven 30. So that's, that's <laughs> quite funny that you said that right before yeah. she like Ava gets up at seven 30. It's like her internal clock. So maybe they're yeah. on the same time. They must be. So, they must okay. Be. So I just want to throw in there. I'm ready to see the course for that team meeting. Right. So <laughs> right. I'm, I'm excited for the course that's going to come out for the team meeting. You know, somebody <laughs> needs that. Somebody needs that course. Shoot. Send it to me. So, um, so now what is, what was it right mm-hmm. with now dating a man with a child? Because there are many women out there that are like, Oh no, I can't date nobody with kids or, you know, I don't have any kids. I don't know nothing about kids. You know, well, right. I still might want to have my own child, even though I'm over 45, you know, like sometimes right. we have these realistic and unrealistic expectations. So what was that like to transition into, you know, now caring for a beautiful baby girl? Right. I mean, at first I was a little bit worried about it just because I don't have my own kids and haven't raised really a kid mm-hmm. on a daily basis like that. So I was, I was a little worried about it. And of course you worry about the baby mama drama. I'm like, is there going to be baby mama? Is she crazy? Right. That's <laughs> is she crazy? That's, right. That's the, the number one question. <laughs> right. She's not crazy. It's pretty easy. 
but it's been so much fun. Um, her name is Malia and she is an angel. So it's so much fun to just be around her and be in her life every day. And before I came downstairs, I gave her a million kisses. That's like our thing. I just kiss her until she laughs uncontrollably. And I stop before she pees, like, you know, that uncontrollable laugh, <laughs> I just kiss her uncontrollably. And it's, it's been amazing. So for me, it was uh, something that I was a little bit worried about in the beginning. Like, is she going to like me? Is this going to work? But it's worked together so well. And I will say that, you know, he is definitely her major caregiver. He says he takes on all responsibility. I have to um, really push to say, I'll pick her up from school today. I will give her a bath today because he never asked me to do anything. And I have to push him to be like, I will watch her while you go do something because yeah. he's very much, um, this is my responsibility. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, That's that beautiful. Way. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Oh my goodness. Alicia, I am so happy that you came. Thank you. Hear your story here today. I know it's a lot, right? Especially right. as a business owner to share such a personal side of your life. So I don't, I don't take it lightly, you know, but understand that your story will bless so many, right? So we, right. We currently have over 8,000 downloads of this podcast. It reaches as far as Belgium and South Africa, you know, all around the world. um, There are women listening in that will be touched by your story. So where can people follow you on social media? Sure. So I'm pretty easy to find because Alicia Little is not a common name. So A-L-I-C-I-A-L-Y-T-T-L-E. You can go to my website, alicialittle.com. And I do answer all of them questions or messages that are sent to me under the contact tab. So if you send me a message, it goes to an email that I answer every single day. So if you have any questions, ask me those questions and you can find me on social media and inbox me as well. But coach Kaz, before we go, there is something that I want to tell the ladies. And that is in my journey, (laughs) I love you. You are so much fun. You know, in my journey through the relationships that I've had, when they come to an end, I've had a really hard time not feeling like a failure. Right. So I'm like, Oh, I'm the first one in my family to get a divorce. My mom, let me know that. Right. (laughs) So I'm the first one on her side to, to get a divorce and, you know, people, people will say things, but ultimately you have to understand what's going to make you happy. And you have to understand, you know, that you deserve to be respected. You deserve to be loved. And if it's not working, stop thinking about what the neighbors will think or what someone else is going to chat about you because they don't matter. What matters is you and how you're taking care of yourself and what you deserve in this life. Do not think that just because a relationship ended that you are a failure. No, you're successful at knowing what you want and respecting yourself, right? My ex-husband was not right for me on any level. He was, he ended up not being a good person. His mother used to tell me to leave him seven years in a row. She used to say, when are you going to leave my son? You deserve better. But it took a long time for me to actually say to myself, you know what I do? This is it. I am out of here. And I had to really put myself first. So put yourself first, understand that if it doesn't work, you are not a failure. And then also take the time to find yourself and love yourself. If you need to meet with a relationship coach, coach, a therapist, whoever you need, 
find that person, talk to them, be open and understand that great communication is the best foundation to start a new relationship. So as you're looking to start that new relationship, start it on communication, be friends first and understand that person's past, your past and say, we, we understand each other's past. We're going to put that back here. I'm not going to bring it up. I'm not going to throw it in your face. I'm going to put it over here, but I'm going to use that to understand what you need and what you don't need and ask the person, what are some things that are non-negotiable for you in life? What are some things that, you know, if your partner did, you would be severely disappointed. Uh, You know, my Greg, he has to be the leader of the family. (laughs) That's how he feels. He has to be the man that's taking out the trash. Like what is the non-negotiable for the man that you're dating, understand that, write it down so you don't forget and make sure that if you're good with those things, hey, I'm good with you taking out the trash and arranging everything for the family. If you're good with that, then let him do those things. And he has to understand what you need right? And he knows I need to still be this business owner. I still need to speak at events and travel. I still need to, I have a team of 30 people that I'm paying. I need to run my business. And he understands that. And then you come together in such a way that every day is a joy to be together. I mean, you're going to have your ups and downs, but you really, really need to be able to come together and form a unit where you say, you know what, we are each other's best friends. We are a team together and we need to do whatever we can to make sure that we say, stay not only strong, but unbreakable. So that's what I want to leave the ladies with. Oh, <laughs> now ladies, make sure that you save this episode. Okay. We're going to save this episode for the replay. You're going to need to hear these words again and again, Alicia Little, make sure that you follow, you save, you like all the things and make sure to subscribe to this podcast. So you never miss out on all the goodness that we have here. So thank you. Thank you, Alicia. That was so powerful. I am in agreement with every single thing that she has (laughs) said here today. So plus one check extra hearts and likes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thanks everybody. Keep loving, keep laughing, keep living. Bye guys. Bye. (laughs) Hey, Wanted Woman, join me on Saturday, February 5th for the Success in Love Summit. If you've ever said to yourself, you know what, I'm confident, I'm daring, I'm bold, but this love stuff isn't working. Or maybe you've said, listen, I don't know if I can really be vulnerable again to someone. I'm afraid of being hurt. Or maybe you've said to yourself, listen, why isn't this love stuff working when everything else is? Listen, my happily professional, busy single woman, Join me for the summit. We're going to do a deep dive into what could be holding you back, the number one thing holding you back from the love that you desire. And you're also going to get some tactical, practical tips as well as hear insight from a male perspective. All right. So go to successinlovesummit.com, successinlovesummit.com, and you could use the code SHOW for $97 off. You can't tell me I never gave you anything, girlfriend. All right, I'll see you there February 5th and it's virtual. So that's COVID free from your couch. Put on your best lipstick, turn on your camera and let's hang out for the day. See you soon. Bye.